Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, y'all, Swift. Hey, yo, what's up? It's your girl, Erica Mason, a.k.a. Miss Pretty and Radical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what up, RG? What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, and I am happy to be here with you today. Listen, it is a beautiful, beautiful day, and so what I want you to do is sit back, chill. Maybe you're in traffic right now. I don't know where you are, but we're going to talk some NFL really quickly, and we're going to hop into the NFL Awards, and so I'm going to give out the Rick Sincere NFL Awards for this year. I know, I know, nobody cares, and nobody at all is going to be tripping about it, right? It's not going to cause mad hysteria. I don't know, like Juju Smith-Schuster winning <laughs> the best player on his team, causing Antonio Brown to lose his mind, right? Not, No, no, there'll be nothing like that, right? But what I'm going to do is just kind of hand out some awards, right? And you can go based on your marriage, see if you agree with me or if you don't agree with me, right? Um, I'm just going to I'm gonna throw out the actual award, then I'm going to name some of the candidates, some of the worthy candidates, um, and then I'm going to go ahead and pick one and select one. And then you can kind of feedback, give me some feedback and tell me if you agree with me or if you don't agree agree with me and either way I'm cool with that right like it it is what it is all right so let's hop in the first um award that we're giving out is the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year now uh last year the Offensive Rookie of the Year was a very familiar person to me um it's Elvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints I was super geeked about that um love the fact that he won over Kareem Hunt um Kareem actually had a pretty decent season this year before um you know before he went out uh, based on the incident that he was in um, but at the same time, I think Elvin Kamara was a very um, worthy, um, you know, worthy recipient of the award last year. And I think the possible winners of the award for anyway, in my view, are, are pretty worthy as well. And so let's talk about the candidates um, just really quickly. Um, first off, first candidate I have to bring up is the number one overall pick for the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. Right. Baker Mayfield this season threw for three thousand seven hundred and twenty five yards and twenty seven touchdowns. If you remember at the very end of the season, um, I mean, he had them on the brink of the playoffs themselves. The Cleveland Browns, the zero win at one time, one win, Cleveland Browns, right? The zero win Cleveland Browns. He had them on the brink, on the brink of the playoffs this year. And I mean, you know, a lot went into that, right? Losing Hugh Jackson, um, you know, having having Greg Williams step up. And, and he's a great defensive coach. To be honest with you, hands down, is one of the best in the league. And and I mean, you if you're a Saints fan, you've seen the fruits of that. If, you, if you're with, um, you know, if you just kind of watched his, his role, you've seen the fruits of his work. He's good, right? Greg Williams is really good um and I feel like his attitude matched with the attitude of Baker Mayfield is a really good marriage to be honest with you and I think they can really do some damage they'll be um one of the I don't know Drew Brees was just awarded one of the best um mannered individuals um in 2018 right and you know he is he's a well-mannered adult always saying the right things well Greg Williams and Baker Mayfield are on the other end of that spectrum and so um they are 
they could be contentious and somewhat downright arrogant and, and hard to get along with, but they carry a swagger that Cleveland just hasn't had, right? It's almost like Cleveland's like, yo, you know what? I'll do a deal with the devil if the devil has the right swag. And so, um, can't I wouldn't call Baker a devil, but at the same time, man, he, he is not always pleasant. But is he good on the field? Oh, my gosh, man. That boy is bad. That boy is bad, and he had them on the brink of the playoffs this year. Um, he ended the year with a 93.7 quarterback rating. That's insane. I mean, I think he did a really great job, and all the people who doubted him, who didn't believe that he should have been the first pick in the draft, you've had a chance to see um, that he should. He should. He definitely has everything that it takes to be that guy, and he is that guy, and, and I super love um, super love what he kind of um, bring, what he brought out, right? Awesome job. So um, I'll say Baker Mayfield is uh, one of the candidates. The other candidate um, has to be Saquon Barkley. Now, if you, and the crazy part is they could have been on the same team. If you remember how the draft went, everybody thought that maybe the Browns would select Saquon first and then come back and get Baker, um, but it didn't work out that way. They went Baker first, and then um, the Giants swooped up Saquon. Um, and at the time, people were saying that, man, the Giants, should have went in a different direction maybe the Giants should have went out and got um a quarterback maybe they should have went you know for Sam Darnold maybe they should have went for um you know Josh Rosen somebody like that but I think they did the exact right thing for them which is to bring in um a generational player that's what they said this guy's gonna be a generational player and if you looked at the way he played this year phenomenal 1300 yards rushing 11 touchdowns over 2,000 all-purpose yards the dude is phenomenal he's phenomenal um, if you remember, I have a, I have a really strong lisp, so you're going to hear this joint when I say it, but they called him Super Quan, right, before, they called him Saquon Super Quan, and there was a reason for that, right, because this boy, he was doing incredible stuff, and this was just, I mean, this is when he was playing, but they called him that during the combine, because he was killing it, right, he was running as fast as wide receivers and lifting as much as offensive linemen, and in some cases more, and so you looked at a guy like Saquon Barkley, knowing that he would be a physical freak, not knowing if he would translate well to the NFL, or if his game would, but he did without a problem, um, one of the best running backs that we've seen in quite some time, um, Saquon Barkley is one of those guys, and so you look at him you have to also throw in a guy like um Lamar Jackson his first year now look a lot of people question whether he should be a quarterback or not but his first year he comes in and you know when when their starting quarterback goes down he comes in midseason and leads his team on a winning streak and then leads them into the playoffs now granted he didn't do it in a pretty fashion his offense was like his you know role as a quarterback was quite diminished to almost manager don't mess up but run really well type of role but at the same time he was still somebody who you had to look at and say man he's managing this situation pretty okay and he has them in the playoffs right of the other quarterbacks, they're not there. Baker's not there, right? Saquon is is great. He had a great year. He's not there. But in this situation, yes, the defense had a great role in it. But you have to look at Lamar Jackson and say, there's a possibility there. He's like an outside shot for offensive rookie of the year. But if if we really have to have this conversation and it really has to come down to something, then I think it comes down to Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley. Um, if you're asking, you know, most people. And I think the nod in this case, the nod has to go to Saquon Barkley. 
I give the Offensive Rookie of the Year to Saquon Barkley. Um, 1,300, like I said, 1,300 rushing yards, over 1,300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. Um, yes, Baker threw for, you know, over 3,500 yards, like 3,727 touchdowns. Love that. Um, and he did a phenomenal job in Cleveland when it hasn't been done before. I think that's, you know, I think that's phenomenal. And if they gave him the award, I wouldn't be upset. But I would say Saquon Barkley because he went over 2,000 total yards, and that hasn't been done by a lot of people at all. He's a very remarkable, um, you know, company. And so in that situation, in his first year doing something like that, um, you kind of have to, you know, give that to Saquon. It was pretty much the same type of year, close to the same type of year that Elvin Kamara had when he won it. Um, he wasn't going against a quarterback at the time. Uh, but I have to look at Saquon's year and say the nod goes to Saquon. So Saquon Barkley for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. You know, let's argue, right? I'm, I'm down for that. All right, now, Defensive Rookie of the Year is a little bit more challenging because I feel like there were a lot more um, candidates who are really viable candidates. And when I say a lot more, I just mean two extra ones, right, that are viable, though. So if you look at it, you have Darius Leonard, who led the league in tackles, missed the Pro Bowl, but led the league in tackles and also had seven sacks, right? He's a linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, had a phenomenal year as a rookie. And you look at him and you're like, dang, I don't expect for somebody who didn't make the Pro Bowl to be the defensive rookie of the year. But in this situation, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think his... You know, the way he played warrants him, you know, having some consideration. Flip that, right? You look at the um, guy on a more notable situation like the Cowboys. Um, they're in the playoffs. Both of these guys are in the playoffs. I think Indianapolis defense actually stepped up this year and got them in the situation they're in, right? And Darius Leonard played a huge role in that. Um, but you look at Leighton Vander Esch, who many people... Um, many Cowboy fans were mad at, didn't want him drafted, right? But once you got a chance to see him play, I mean, him along with Jalen Smith, right? Those two young linebackers, I talk about this all the time, they are a problem. They're a threat. They're, um, you know what I mean? It, it's hard to run on them because they can run sideline to sideline with the best of them. These guys are the truth. And this guy, 102 tackles on the year? I mean, Lathan Vander Esch had a phenomenal year, right? He had a great year, major impact. Um, and you look at a guy like that and you're like, dang, you know, you, you really have to consider him as one of the possible defensive rookies of the year. Derwin James is another one. Derwin James, safety for the Los Angeles Chargers. You have to look at him and look at his impact, his overall impact on that secondary, how many tackles he had. I mean, he was a phenomenal player this year. This guy, he came in, he he was of the mode of last year's winner, if you remember, Marshawn Lattimore of the New Orleans Saints. He was, you know, a he just bought impact. His numbers weren't you know, skyrocketing. It wasn't crazy numbers. He didn't intercept a whole bunch of passes, but he had major impact. And so because he had such major impact, you look at a guy like that, um, a Derwin James, who was on a, on a pretty decent defense and shined on a decent defense, right? I love that. You look at Leighton Vander Esch, you know, there's a case to be made for, for Darius Leonard, Leighton Vander Esch, and also Derwin James, but there's an outside case to be made for a guy like Dante Jackson. Somebody, and you're 
like, who's Dante Jackson? Dante Jackson is the cornerback for um, the Carolina Panthers. He led all rookies with four picks this year. Um, he had a pretty decent year holding down, you know, some pretty um, elite talent at wide receiver. He did a really decent job. He, If you remember, he's the guy who um, took the ball from – Breeze was going in for a two-point conversion. He stole it, uh, ran it all the way back, and scored two points for the Carolina Panthers, which made that game a lot closer than it should have been, right? So Dante Jackson, um, he he had a pretty decent year, had a, had a good year at cornerback, played well. Um, still, I, I know he's in a super outside shot. He probably won't even be mentioned in this conversation. If they had to call names, right, then he probably wouldn't be one of the names called. But at the same time, I think he had a pretty good year. So you look at Darius Leonard, Leighton Vander Esch, and Derwin James. Um, and I think the winner of this award, I think they write the Pro Bowl wrong and give Darius Leonard um, – uh, a you know award here as the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think he makes. Um, I think he gets it, and he's the D- Defensive Rookie of the Year. So Darius Leonard uh, wins that award. Now let's move on. All right, we're going to the Big Boy Awards, the NFL Offensive Player of the Year award. Now this award is often given to the guy who killed it um, statistically on the offensive side of the ball, and and if you look at that player overall there's not another player who put up more gaudy more eye-popping numbers than Patrick Mahomes this award has gone to Drew Brees a few times and the reason is because Drew Brees is always one of those quarterbacks who well you know he's one of the only quarterbacks in NFL history who's been over 5,000 yards more than once in his career right and so you look at him and he's been you know the, the standard for the offensive player of the year I think a guy like Patrick Mahomes, five over 5,000 um, yards passing, 50 touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 113.8, right? Um, only, I think, 12 interceptions in total. You look at Patrick Mahomes and you say, man, for a first-year quarterback, what he did offensively can't be denied. Um, his value to his, his team, we'll talk about that stuff later, but I think outright he's the offensive player of the year. There's the other guys um, who can stand up and, and and say um, who have who can lay claim to that award. I think a guy who can lay claim to that award too is possibly Ty Gurley. Ty Gurley is somebody who offensively went off, had a really great year. You look at a guy like uh, Philip Rivers. I think he had a pretty decent offensive year as well. And I mean, you know, we can point out his numbers, but we'll hold those numbers for another conversation. We're going to have a little bit later. Um, a guy like Antonio Brown, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Antonio Brown didn't even win like you know the most valuable offensive player on his team right so how in the world would he get it here um I mean you gotta look at his numbers you know he was the leading wide receiver again in most categories and so you look at a guy like Antonio Brown his impact is undeniable his impact is undeniable and that's the reason why he's making all the headlines that's the reason why he's wearing the hippo suit right like when he pops out the hippo suit everybody's like ah they know him you know why because he's most likely their first pick in that fantasy draft or at least in that first round you look at Antonio Brown and you know he's a playmaker look what he did to Marshawn Lattimore last year's um defensive rookie of the year right he killed him and I mean murdered him without like a shred of mercy or decency he then did the pop wheelie dance in the end zone right with no mercy I mean let's let's you know let's not get ahead of ourselves there's a reason why um you know there's a 21 million dollar penalty if something happens right if if they get rid of Antonio Brown or something like that there's a reason there's going to be a huge penalty for it he's the man don't don't get in you know thing about it he's the man like we know that 
But at the same time, you look at a guy like Antonio Brown um, and, you know, great numbers, great year. Ty Gurley, great numbers, great year. But I think if I'm awarding the NFL Offensive Player of the Year award, it has to go to the man in his first year starting to go over 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I mean, you can't deny that. And the eye-popping highlights, man. Let's just, okay, let's move on. NFL Offensive Player of the Year goes to Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City football chiefs, right? Now, we're going to take a small second to pause right here and, you know, take a you know little commercial break, pay some bills, and then we'll hop back in, jump back in to the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. All right, here we go, y'all. Let's, let's hop in the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. We need to talk about this. Now, we've already covered a few different things so far. We've talked about the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. That award went to Saquon Barkley, the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. That award went to Darius Leonard to write that wrong. Why is he not in a Pro Bowl? It makes no sense at all if he leaves the league in tackles as a rookie for him not to be in the Pro Bowl. That's, that's idiotic. I don't understand it, but either way, um, we write that wrong here today, making him the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, um, Patrick Mahomes. Now, look, I know I know you talked to my guy, um, Jay Kells from Star Talk. He's going to be, you know, a little bit, you know, upset about the fact that that didn't go to Leighton Vander Esch for Defensive Rookie of the Year, but... Look at the numbers, right? Look at the impact. You know, guy had a phenomenal year. Um, okay, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. That went to Patrick Mahomes. Stupid numbers um, passing over 5,000 yards. Him and Ben Roethlisberger this year went over 5,000 yards. Um, but 50 touchdowns, you know, high QBR. You have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. So now let's hop into the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And I think this is hands down one player and there's nobody else we need to talk about. And I know people will be like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, there's so many other other players to, to discuss. No, there's not. There's one player to discuss. There's one player we need to discuss here. Now, you can talk to me about, you know, the Bears defense who had, you know, phenomenal year. You can talk to me about, you know, so many other players who are more in the conversation for this next award, right? You could talk to me about a guy like J.J. Watt, but I think he's more in the conversation for the next award. You can talk to me about, you know, a lot of different guys, right? But not really, not really. Like, you can't really talk to me about those guys. When I mention this guy's name, you're going to be like, yeah, you're right, my bad. Why did I even say something? You're right. You should have been quiet because there's one guy for this award, hands down, and, and it's not even close. It's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, right? And he should win that. 20 sacks? 20 sacks? He almost broke Michael Strahan's record this year. Defensive end slash defensive tackle-like position? I understand that it's a little bit different based on his, his system. He had major impact, though. Hitting major impact. You look at him, he leaves J.J. Watt by like 4.5 sacks. Do the beast. He's a monster. He's a dog. He's somebody who you can't create on Madden to have the type of impact he's having right now. Guarantee you. Go, go to Madden and try to make a player and then see if he comes out with the impact that Aaron Donald has. Put all the stats on 99 and tell me what you get from him. Guarantee you don't get 20 sacks. <laughs> I mean, you know, but wait, keep the speed where it needs to be. And don't blitz with him. <laughs> but either way, when you look at a guy like Aaron Donald, man, straight up, um, phenomenal year, awesome job. Um, and, and 
I mean, golly, just just the type of player who you look at and you say he has major impact on every single game he lives in the backfield. Great, great, great job. So, um, and I don't even have another person I want to mention in the conversation. Let's move on. All right, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Now, this conversation can get a little, you know, this conversation is different, right? You look at, there's a few different candidates here. Aaron, no, no Aaron, my bad. Andrew, Andrew Luck, right? Andrew Luck, 4,593 yards passing, 39 touchdowns, right? You look at a guy like Andrew Luck, he came back, led his team to the playoffs. Yes, it did take a last game of the season win over the Titans, but who cares, right? Did it most? Did it at, at times without T.Y. Hilton. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, right, is probably the leading candidate for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award, but we can't give it to him just yet. There's so many other people who we have to talk about. You look at a guy like Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, I said it, A-P-R-A-D, which stands for all day. You look at him. Last year, after he was jettisoned from the Saints, moved on right to the Cardinals, then from the Cardinals, not re-signed, you look at a guy like that and you're like, man, he's done. His story was great. He was phenomenal. He was the man. He carried the mantle. He did it all and we loved him. And he loved us and it was great. The story's done. End of Adrian Peterson. Not so fast, my friend. He comes back this year for 1,042 yards and seven touchdowns. He is carrying the ball game after game with major impact. You look at Adrian Peterson, and I know, I know, right? You thought he was done. Not yet. Adrian Peterson's story is not done. They drafted a running back, Darius Geis, running back out of LSU in the second round. They pulled that guy, and they thought, hey, here now we have a franchise running back. He wasn't wasn't the guy. Wasn't the guy. Only because he got hurt, though. I mean, you know, let's be real. But Darius Geis, right? He goes away injured. They rush. Look at around. Who can we pull? Pull an Adrian Peterson, and you get 1,000 yards out of him? Come on, man. Come on, man. That's that's awesome. That's awesome for a guy of Adrian Peterson's legacy, right? But he, he showed that he is not done. He was running over people, running by people. So many long breakout touchdowns. Adrian Peterson is a guy I, um, I'm, I'm thinking is a great candidate for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. You look at another, uh, two other guys, right? They share this, close to the same story. Jared Cook, awesome, awesome um, athlete. Right, a phenomenal athlete at the tight end position. Um, just kept trying to find his spot. Never could truly find his spot where he can have some major impact. Never could, right? And then we're always looking for where's Jared Cook and when is he gonna flash the potential that we think he has in him. Never showed it. But then he goes to the Raiders, right, and and gets with Derek Carr this year. And Jared Cook has a decent year, a year that we can look at and say, dang, there's that potential. There's the, the talent, and that's what we thought we can see out of him. And he showed it. He flashed it a lot this year. Jared Cook could be on this list. But he would even be overshadowed by the story that happened in Indy, right? Not, not Andrew Luck's story. We talked about his story. But what about Eric Ebron? Oh, we Eric Ebron, 750 yards, 13 touchdowns. 
Eric Ebron, the guy who they got rid of in Detroit, he was in Detroit doing his thing. They got rid of him. And when I say doing his thing, I mean more so like dropping every ball they threw to him. But either way, he got kicked out of Detroit, moves on, right, to um, moves on to the Indianapolis coach. Nobody has any faith or trust in him anymore. You just don't know what to expect from him. And then, bam, in the first few weeks, he starts playing well. And you're like, yo, should I trust this? Because they still have Jack Doyle, and I think he's the guy. But should I trust this Eric Ebron situation? In fantasy, people were scrambling, like, what should I do with this Eric Ebron situation? And then you learned to trust in Eric Ebron. Andrew Luck started to trust in Eric Ebron. He had a three-touchdown game one week. Eric Ebron is definitely on this list for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Another player you have to look at and give some credence to is a guy like J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, when he's in his full self, he's the man. For a long stretch of the year, he led the NFL in, in sacks. He did. Him and his brother were leading the NFL in sacks. Now, they got overcome, right, um, by the man who I think is the NFL Defensive Player of the Year and, um, and Donald, right? But at the same time, J.J. Luck is definitely on this list for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I think he's definitely somebody who should be deserving of an award like this. He came back from a bad injury. He came back and had a phenomenal year. We finally got a chance to see what him and um, Jadavian Clowney looked like together. They were scary together, and we loved it. And I think he definitely deserves a mention on this list as well. So who does the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award go to? Um, For me... I think the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. Oh, I must mention a few other people before I say this. I know, right? It's like the thing you do right before commercial break. But no, here we go. CJ Anderson, I got to give him some love. I know you're like, yo, stop it. Stop it. I know, I know. But yo, real talk, my dude was on the couch. He's on the couch. How do you come back from any other lower place? Like, as an NFL player, he was in Carolina for a little while, kicked out, right? He sits on the couch. For weeks at a time, but he was apparently in the gym because when they came, when they called his number, they tell all NFL players, no matter what your situation is, always be ready. When they called this boy's number, he answered the phone. He came in for the Rams, broke off 290 in two weeks and saved a lot of people's championship season. <laughs> He's the man, yo. This ain't fantasy awards, so, like, don't, don't, you know, don't. We, we'll get there. But this ain't that. But what I'm saying is, C.J. Anderson, yo, shout out to C.J. Anderson. Definitely in my, you know, Comeback Player of the Year award, honorable mention. Um, Yo, we got to give a Comeback Player of the Award shout out to Julio Jones. Where did he come back to? Well, what did he come back from? He came back from a no-touchdown visit situation. <laughs> and then he started visiting the end zone on a weekly basis. So I, I give, him, give him some love for that. So those are just two, like, extra, you know, mentions. Not really considerations for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. I have to give that award to... It's a very weak drum roll. Um, I'm going with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is the NFL comeback player of the year. After his catastrophic injury, I just didn't, I didn't know, you know, I just didn't know. And so you look at a guy like Andrew Luck and you're like, yo, I, I didn't know if he would come back and be as strong. He came back and proved everybody wrong. He was Initially, he was throwing so much. People were like, yo, are they using him wrong? Like, should he be throwing as much? But honestly, he didn't really have a running game to speak of until Marlon Mack came back. 
right? Um, until Marlon Mack really started to kind of carry a little bit of the lo- load after Naheem Himes did a pretty decent job, but I mean, not enough to where he was establishing himself as the number one running back. Andrew Luck carried this team. He carried the team for a long stretch of time. And on his arm and on his back, they made it to the playoffs. What do I say? Other than... I got to give it to a guy like Andrew Luck. Some people want to mention here Deshaun Watson, who came back from a bad injury last year and came back and played well. He's another person you could possibly mention. Um, He came back and had a phenomenal year as well. Um, But Andrew Luck, I would say, because he missed the entirety of last season. Um, So Andrew Luck is my pick for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. And now let's get into the final, the final award, right? The big one, the big one. Who do you give this final award to? It's the NFL MVP, right? Um, and and there are a few candidates that we have to discuss. Um, but honestly, there's some people will be like, yo, cut the podcast off. I don't need to discuss this one. I know who I'm giving it to. Well, let's go through some stuff and let's see who we're going to select for this award. First person on the list, um, we have to mention, we talked about him before, um, but now let's go into his situation a little bit more. Phillip Rivers, quarterback for the San Diego Chargers, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Golly, I did it just like most of those other people do. The Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Phillip Rivers had a phenomenal year. Um, 4,308 passing yards, 32 touchdowns. Um, you know, not not great with interceptions, only 12 interceptions. But still, a QBR of um, 105.5. You look at a guy like Phillip Rivers, man, he led that team all the way to the playoffs. Actually on the brink of the um, number one, number two seed in the AFC. You look at a guy like him. After all these years, still playing at an extremely high level, um, throwing to last year's winner in Keenan Allen, having a great year with a good running, has a great running game in Melvin Gordon, right? Austin Eckler had a pretty decent year as well. Um, and that defense is, is pretty good. But still, um, on the arm of Phillip Rivers, this team made a major um, statement this year to say that we here. We're, we're here and we belong. So you look at a team like um, the Chargers, their leader, um, you know, both spiritually and everything else, right? And Chuck P is his thing. Now I begin. Um, but you look at a guy like Phillip Rivers and you're like, yo, definitely has to be on this list. Another guy uh, is... We mentioned him before, the hands-down defensive um, player of the year, no matter what. But you look at him as possible NFL MVP. Aaron Donald, like, that defense for the Rams is not good. Not great at all. And the crazy part is, with all the names that they have on that defense, you would assume that they would have been a lot better than they were this year. The one name that lived up to the billing is Aaron Donald, hands-down. And he, amongst all the other stars who were kind of fading away or are being phased out, you looked at this guy and you're like, yo, my dude is serious. Now, was he aided at all um, by having, you know, another phenomenal defensive tackle around? Was he aided by that? Of course. Right. Of course. But he, is he the most valuable player on that team? Yes, I would say he is. Hands down. I think he's one of the, he's I think he's the most valuable player on his team. Definitely. Right. And you look at him and without him, I think their defense really sucks. Like, I think it goes beyond measure. I don't think they generate much pressure on the quarterback. Even if you have a guy like Indominus Sue there, you still don't generate as much pressure on the quarterback as you do having a guy like um, Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald is a guy that you have to look at and say, hey, Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks. 
Um, he's the guy you have to consider as the NFL MVP at this point. Now, my next candidate, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees, baby. Yay. 74.4 passing percentage. Y- y'all get what I'm saying when I say that? What I'm what I'm saying is that if you look if he throws a hundred passes, right? Seventy four point four of those he's completing. This dude, his passing percentage he set records for this in the past. He always sets a record. And every time he sets another record for passing percentage, he breaks a record he already set, right? That's how accurate he is. That's how in. That's how locked in he is. Drew Brees um, is great. Look at, watch this touchdown to interception ratio. So we talked about Phillip Rivers, 32 touchdowns to 12 touchdowns. Now look at Drew Brees, 32 touch. I mean, 32 touchdowns to five interceptions. And only because towards the end, people started to figure out a little bit. He had went through a long, stretch of time with zero interceptions does that make sense this dude um phenomenal leaves all he, he leaves all starting quarterbacks right with 115.7 qbr phenomenal phenomenal guy and if you looked at his overall resume he has a super bowl on it he has offensive player of the year on that resume multiple pro bowls on that resume but zero nfl mvps on that resume and he's been over 5,000 yards several times. And the crazy part is, is that he could have went over 4,000 yards for the 12th or 13th time in his career. The only reason he decided not to is because he only he was only eight yards away, which, you know, playing against Carolina, he would have got there. But he decided not to because he thought it would be better for his team, right, to kind of fall back and allow um, the team and allow the team to to have their quarterback rested and ready for the um for the playoffs. And so Drew Brees definitely is a candidate. You look at him, um, not as gaudy of um the passing yardage numbers pr- because actually whenever he was having all those five thousand yard seasons, the Saints weren't doing as well, right? They have a they have a running game, two running backs in Ingram and Elvin Kamara. So you look at a guy like Drew Brees, I mean just a phenomenal year. Phenomenal year, man. Um, definitely a candidate for NFL MVP. Now, my next guy is from the Rams, Ty Gurley. 21 touchdowns for Ty Gurley, right? You look at a guy like Ty Gurley and you're like, yo, this dude, he has it. I mean, whatever it is, he has it. Now, he did miss um, some time that at the end of the year when he was, you know, recovering from, it, from an injury. He did miss some time. Um, but up until that point, he was... I mean, just the, he was definitely one of the best running backs in the league. And when I say one of the best running backs, I mean that most of the offense ran through this dude. He he was killing it. He was absolutely killing it. And you look at a guy like Ty Gurley and you say, hey, I know that he's always mentioned in these NFL MVP conversations, right? But he should be. He should be mentioned. He's, look, and, and I'm gonna, let me give you this, right? And so you can understand his overall game. He's a great running back out of the backfield, but he's also a great wide receiver. And when I say wide receiver, I mean he's a great passing threat. And he lines up on the outside, and they use him in the, in that fashion. He is an all-around weapon. And the all-around weapon like Ty Gurley, I mean, they're rare. They're rare, right? So you look at a guy like Ty Gurley having a phenomenal year. I remember one game he was getting shut down in the running game. He just started, you know, executing through the passing game and killing it. Ty Gurley is that dude. We all know that. And I don't have to sell you on that because you know the same thing that I know. Right? So you look at a guy like him and, you know, wow. 
All right, now my last guy that I'll mention here is none other than Jared Cook. No, I'm just playing. All right. <laughs> you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes, um, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mentioned his numbers before, over 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, high QBR. Okay, now you got to put this in perspective, right? Let's put it in perspective in comparison to everybody else. So you look at his overall passing yards, right? Um, Drew Brees, he hit eight yards shy of 4,000 yards. Um, Phillip Rivers, 4,308 yards, right? So he's over 700 yards more than Phillip Rivers, right? Over 1,000 more than Drew Brees yardage. Now let's look at passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, 50 passing touchdowns, right? That's 18 more than Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. Not combined, but, you know, both, right? So, and then you look at his QBR, and his QBR is only two points less than Drew Brees. That matters. It matters. Like, like there's not a... Now, okay, cool. In passing, in, in percentages, like in percentage, Drew Brees has him, hands down. Right. Um, but as far as QBR is concerned, he's only two points um, higher with so much more production, like 50 touchdowns to 32. Right now, granted, he threw 12 interceptions. Drew Brees only threw five. Right. So Drew Brees has him in that area and he has him in the passing percentage area. Right. Um, but if you look at that, if you look at that, you know, that team. OK, cool. Can. The Chiefs win without Patrick Mahomes. I think, yeah. Because they won with Alex Smith. They at least made it this far, right? I mean, they didn't make it. I mean, they, they made it this far. They made it to playoffs with just Alex Smith. The, the system is good. But the defense was better then. This Chiefs defense wasn't that great. So you look at a Chiefs defense like right now, they're not that great. Sometimes I think they, this defense let him down so much this year. And he just picked them back up with his awesome and amazing play. Now, the haters will say this, and I was one of them. So they would say that he lost <laughs> he lost all his major games to major quarterbacks in big matchups. You look at a guy like um, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Who wins that? Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes versus Phillip Rivers. Who wins that? Phillip Rivers. Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson. Who wins that? Russell Wilson. Right? Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff. Who wins that? Jared Goff. Every time. Right? But... The the cynic, you know, somebody who's a who's pushing for Mahomes would then flip that and say, well, you look at a guy like um like Patrick Mahomes, who has doesn't have a great defense, and his defense let him down in, in every other game except for the Rams game. His defense let him down. His defense let him down most of the time. It wasn't just him. So what do you say? What do you say? I think at the end of the day, you have to look at this and say, hey, um, man. I think very possibly that this young dude could win the NFL MVP. Is that the thing? Should should he get it? I don't like it. I don't like it. Especially when you got a guy like Drew who hasn't had one yet. Been going his whole career, over 5,000 yards several times. He didn't get it. Well, in all those years that Drew was killing it like that, there was always somebody in his way. There was always an Aaron Rodgers there, right? Or a Tom Brady who was leading his team like to remarkable heights. Or, or Peyton Manning who was doing the same thing but just a little bit more. There's always somebody in Drew Brees' way to stop him from getting the NFL award. So how does the story end this year? Well, 
the story ends, unfortunately, the same exact way. It ends the same exact way. Drew Brees had a great year. Phenomenal year. And I applaud him, but I think he walks away with possibly an NFL, uh, NFL Super Bowl MVP. Let's give him a Super Bowl MVP, but not the NFL MVP award. I think the NFL MVP award goes to Aaron, no, Philip, no, 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 Todd, no, 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 no. It goes to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is your NFL MVP, and I think um, he's, he's the most deserving player. I think he's the most deserving player. I mean, he had the eye-popping passes. He had the he had the highlights. He had the stuff that'll make you go, dang, that's an MVP. Patrick Mahomes is most likely your NFL MVP. Now, granted, if you know anything about Rick, Rick is wrong. <laughs> a lot of times. Rick is wrong a lot of times. Um, in this situation, I I don't think Rick will be wrong. I think I, I think in this situation, I think Rick is right. And I think Patrick Mahomes walks away with the NFL MVP award. Um, if he doesn't walk away with the NFL MVP award, then he shares it. And he shares it with Drew Brees as a lifetime achievement award. Um, and if he does walk away with the award, then, um, then, I mean, I think that's right and justified based on his phenomenal play this year. Um, they needed him. He Without him, I don't think... Without him this year, I don't think they do what they did this year. Patrick Mahomes is your NFL MVP. Um, so let's just do a re- really quick review. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year goes to Saquon Barkley. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year goes to Darius Leonard. Um, NFL Offensive Player of the Year goes to Patrick Mahomes. Yes, do I think he walks away with both of those? Not typically. This doesn't always happen. But, yes, I think he walks away with both. So I think he's the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. I think the NFL Defensive Player of the Year is Aaron Donald. I think the NFL Comeback Player of the Year is Andrew Luck. And I think the NFL MVP goes to none other than Patrick Mahomes. All right, y'all. That's, those are the Rick Sincere NFL Awards. Um, you got a problem? You mad? You got a beef? Like, what's good? What you going to do? Holler at me then, right? You want to argue? Let's argue. I'm on Twitter, at Rick Sincere. You can hit me up there. You want to argue? Like, you you met for real? All right, cool. Then hit me up at MTMV Sports on Twitter or on Instagram. I post about this. And when as soon as I post it, you got a problem, post back. I'm down with that. I'm ready for that, right? Um. Oh, you really mad? You want to come on and you want to argue for real? DM me. DM me. I'll put you right here in the ring. And we'll go toe-to-toe. And we'll argue. And we'll fight to the death. And I'll show you. I ain't no joke. No, I'm just playing. But <laughs> but no, real talk. You want to argue with me? Hit me up in the um, hit me up in the DMs. I'm super I'm super happy for you to come on and say what you need to say. Look, if you really want to hit me up, you really you know have something you need to get off your chest for real. Then um, I got something for you. You ain't, you're gonna be like, no, I I've never seen this done before. Like this has never been like a thing, right? But here we go. You really want to say something straight up, and you want to get your point across. You want to be heard. Then look, what I'll do is I'll ask Add you to the um, extra extra part of this. All you have to do is call our number, which is seven. I'm sorry, it's four seven zero 
228-6868. That's the MTMV sideline hotline. You hit us up on that number, right? Leave a message. When you leave your message, just say, hey, just speak your peace. Speak your peace. I'll pull it from there and I'll put it on our um, on our rebuttal to this podcast, right? So if you have something you want to say to us, you want to you want to get your feelings out, hit that number up once again. It's four seven zero two two eight six eight six eight. You call that number, right? And if, if it's hard to remember, just remember four seven zero two two eight MTMV. You want to hit us up, hit us up at that number, um, and then we'll be more than happy um, to to let you air your grievances, however strongly your opinions are, or however strongly worded your opinions are, right? I'm down for it. I'm with that. So, um, and if you like what you're hearing, look, all you got to do is leave us a a five-star rating on iTunes. We love those. Those are like candy, right? We love those. Um, If you want to, you can support the podcast. They'll tell you how to do it right after this. Um, Feel free to. We love those supports. We we do this because we're sports fans who love sports, right? We love sports and we love getting you your information. I know you're probably on that long commute right now and you're like, Jesus, I'm stuck in traffic. If you live in Atlanta, yo, you feel me. Or if you live any big city where you're like, yo, this traffic sucks. Cool. I feel you. All you got to do, all you have to do, right, is listen in and we love talking to you. Um, You want to join us in some real live debates, then join our Debate Fuel group on Facebook. Just hop on to that joint, right, Um, and feel free to just let your opinions be heard. There's plenty of dudes there, you know, ready to discuss and argue with you. Um, Man, it's a community and we love you. And look, if you're like, yo, to be honest with you, man, at my in my core, I'm a podcaster, and I want I got many opinions to get out. I don't just want like you know five second thing. I don't just want like to call in and leave a message. I want to represent a team. My team is the I don't know. My team is the Miami Dolphins. Wow, it's nice to meet you by the way. But my team is the Miami Dolphins, and I want to represent them. How do I do that? All you have to do is hit me up on Debate Fuel. So you can go to debatefuel at gmail.com or you can hop into our DMs on Twitter, right, at MTMV Sports and just let me know, hey, I'm interested in podcasting. I want to join your network. The MTMV Sports Network is wide open and ready to, to hear your opinions. And we want you to represent your um, your team. Why do you think we're called My Team, My Voice, right? Why? Well, we call that because we want to open up an avenue for you to get your opinions heard. How do you get on Spotify, right? Like, you can get on Spotify today, my homie. You feel me? (laughs) You can. I'm just saying, right? You can be on Apple Podcasts today with a brand new podcast, brand new everything, right? Like, you can have a um, podcast logo. We'll promote you. I mean, and you'll join our awesome team. Um, I'm, I'm just saying stuff to the people who are listening. If you're really down with that, then, you know, hit us up. We'll let you know what's good. Anyway, um, and if you're if you're like, yo, real talk, I don't want to be on air, but I can do so much stuff behind the scenes. Look, we have a, a new website coming out really soon, right? If you want to, like, be behind the scenes and work with us there, then feel free to drop in our DMs on Twitter um, and let us know what your interest is. And I, and I can't wait, right, to, to, you know, hop and let you jump in. Maybe you're a college student and you're like, dang, I want an internship, right? But one that doesn't, you know, demand a lot from me, but I can still get some uh, experience helping a young company build. Then hit us up in our DMs too. Or email us at thebayfuel at gmail.com, right? When you do that, 
feel free. We'll we'll have, we'll plug you right in. We'll plug you right into our interns who are already working, right? And you'll fill out the application, go through the interview though, because all that matters. But right after that, you could be a part of this major, major, major movement. Um, anyway, I'm just happy to talk to y'all. Y'all have a phenomenal day, and um, and like I said, if you want to argue about this, hit me up. I'm ready for that. I'm with that. All right, God bless.